Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Jack and So podcast. It's a Yahoo Canada sports podcast. I actually can't believe that this is a real thing, but here we are. I'm Jackie Redman. She's Sophia Yerkstevich. Sophia Yerkstevich, yes. Yes, nailed it. Um, and for those of you who are listening and joining us and maybe don't know who we are, um, we both work in sports. I'm in New York, so if you're in Toronto, Toronto yep. but... We like came up in the game together. Like we started at the same sports network in Toronto. What was it like eight years ago? Eight years ago, probably. Yeah, I was there for a while. You came on and we sat a couple desks away from each yes. other. You have a good story about our beginning days. First of all, the little pod area of the that six the people best. that we sat in was the best. We used to play like mini sticks and oh, golf. Man. Once in a while, we'd, we'd work. But <laughs> it's actually like it's crazy. Essentially, what this podcast is going to be is I'm in New York now, you're here in Toronto, and this is how we are going to keep in touch and talk about sports and and just kind of, you know, get together argue. And, and argue and, and talk about what's going on. But it's interesting because years and years and years ago, before either of us were really um, had any experience in TV, we used to go into this, essentially what was like a shoebox closet. Yeah. <laughs> And do fake shows at the Score Television Network, being like, you know what, like reps, like this is gonna pay off. So. We had all we had a lot of ideas, and I remember, I you know, I'm only gonna speak for myself, but like we make fun of our own selves about how dumb we, like how we used to like cry sometimes, like this is hard <laughs> when it was like the best time. What are you ever. talking about? I never cried yeah. in the washroom yeah. on occasion. Yeah, no, we had some good times. I actually just wanted to make fun of you right now, really quickly, because this morning we were meeting up before we got into the Yahoo Canada Sports offices, and you're like, oh yo, hey, I'm at and Spadina I have a huge bag and I'm like uh I know how you look you moron as if you have to describe what you're wearing I'm like uh, I've seen you before yeah but that's we've, Jackie we've interacted once or twice but yeah so we've both been in sports for the same amount of time on this crazy tv sports journey together we've competed for some of the same jobs we've gone through a lot of the same sorts of um adversities and hurdles and successes and mm -hmm. so um I'm super excited that now that you know, I'm a part of a podcast that you're on the other half of it. So yeah. it's going to be super fun. Same. I'm really excited. We're going to be discussing, like you said, what's going on in sports, but also our own lives. By the way, super glad that none of that tape from that little studio <laughs> ever made anywhere. it. Yeah. I know. Did we ever record anything? Actually? Oh, we did. We did. So it's somewhere in on the no, internet. No, I hopefully it's, it's gone forever. Okay. It does not exist. <laughs> okay. Well, let's kick off episode one. We're going to be talking about Vontae Davis uh, and that really random retirement uh, in at halftime. We of the NFL. We're also going to be talking about captaincy in sports, but mostly hockey and the shift that has happened over the summer. And then we'll touch on the two best Canadian NHL teams. Uh, you know, anything can happen in the NHL. We've seen surprises, but probably the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we also have Morgan Riley from the Toronto Maple Leafs on the show. So super excited. Yeah, super cool dude. Really excited to talk to Captain Morgan. He's awesome. You want us to, you said you had something to say about Vontae Davis. So I'm going to let you start, but I have one little thing. You go ahead. Okay, you no. So Vontae Davis quote unquote, like you guys are listening, but I'm making air quotes right now, retiring at halftime during the Bills game in week two is actually one of the most selfish things I have ever witnessed in my life of watching sports. Like it's insane. I actually think the reaction and the coverage of the story is like, how are we not talking, talking about, about more? this more? Like this dude at halftime as the Bills are, you know, getting blown out again. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm just going to change. I'm not even going to stay for the second half. I'm going to leave the stadium and go home. That's how over this I am. I just think it is 
so unbelievable that someone could even fathom doing that and think that it's not selfish. What did you think about his Twitter, his whole Twitter explanation about his uh, body giving out and whatever? And I shouldn't do this okay, anymore. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, if but why, why in hang half on, time, hang right? On. This is my thing. If you feel like you don't want to risk your body anymore and you've sacrificed enough and you're not healthy, you're not good enough anymore, fair. Just totally wait till fair. the end of the game. But like you dressed for the game. You let the Bills put you in the lineup. 46-man roster. You're mm-hmm. taking up a spot that could be someone else's. You've committed at that point. So now you think, okay, I've made this commitment. This entire team and organization and fan base is relying on me as a part of this team Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to quit at halftime and not only that the part of the story that really irked me is that he didn't even tell his teammates in the locker room no they didn't even know yeah they didn't even know so like you want to retire you think you're done fine you can't sit on the sidelines for one half of a football game and do it later that's what I'm saying like why would you okay your body gives out fair especially if you're feeling like there's something seriously wrong don't put yourself in that position um to get hurt to get hurt or something bad to happen but sit on the sidelines talk to your teammates after make an announcement say guys I'm sorry it was I just think he was fed up of losing was like I'm out like it was really bad he was it was just a it was that there are a few things more selfish than that well okay so it's the most selfish thing anyone's done in sports I'm just gonna put that out there right now and we're not obviously talking about it that much but what what's getting me because I was reading some comments about it we're like we've never seen anything like this no we've never seen someone straight up retire in the middle of a game but quit he quit but then he decided I'm gonna retire Patrick Waugh kind of did the same thing. Is that what? Is that it? Okay, I nailed it. Okay, so okay, I'm yelling. So okay. I'm a sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm a sorry. I'm a sorry. I'm a sorry, listeners. Here's the thing. We were getting ready to do this podcast, and so it's like I just have like one example about something like sort of similar to Vontae Davis, and I was like, I already know what you're gonna say. Well, great guess. And so then the I told one. Sarah who is behind camera right now, knows that that's what I said. Right. Well, so, great ding, guess. Ding, I was going to say. I can read you like a book. There aren't that many others, but that's just the only one that can come to mind. Was that more bad? Like what it, in Here's comparison, that was so long ago. They left him, you know, out to drive for 10 Here's the thing. And- Patrick Waugh, first of all, like he didn't, he didn't necessarily quit on his team. Like he was he did. Frust- He's like, I'm never playing he, with you guys again. Yeah. He said, you got to like, Trade me. I'm never playing for you guys again. But this was like in the middle of the game. Like he didn't leave the arena. Like he still stayed there. It's not like he just like he decided in that moment. Like, but he did. What are you talking? He did. He He totally quit. He did. And he was like, bye. And then he won a cup with Colorado. But it's not like he pulled himself from the game. He got pulled from the game. Yes. And then after that decision, like he would have finished that game as mad as Patrick Waugh was. Yes. And as livid as he was. And as much as he had made in his mind, like you left me in in net for all those goals and like whatever. Obviously, there's stuff behind the scenes that was going on for him to even boil over that much. But like he if he was not pulled by his coach, he would have finished the game. Vontae Davis was like, I am not an option for you. Yeah. In this game right now, not an option. Right. So, yeah. like, if if someone got, like, I believe he's a cornerback. Like, if somebody got hurt, mm-hmm. he put that team. Nobody did. But if in the second half someone got hurt, mm-hmm. he was putting his team in a bad spot. He No, he totally. It's obviously two completely different situations. But I was going to say the only thing that's similar in professional sports that I can think of. It to is the only to example. Was, You're right. Was Patrick Waugh. No, I'll give you that. It's it's the only example. But I will say that Vontae Davis now in my life, I'm looking for ways to like use it as a verb. So like oh, if yeah, I'm like Vontae playing Davis a game, yeah. if I'm playing a game and someone's like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm like, man, why are you Vontae Davising me? Like just stick it out or but like you, whatever. You know what else he did, which I think is really stupid, is obviously he's got a good ke- career couple couple of Pro Bowls, but um, why go down that way? Like, why do you want to be remembered for that? Like, 
just wait. That's the thing. You're going to be remembered for I that. I just now. think it was dumb. it would have been dumb. it just would have been so easy for him to just sit on the sidelines for the second half of the game instead of like getting changed, going home, not even telling his teammates. And then oh, he just happened to already have a little quote board made up with a picture and and font on it that was all rare and to go that? and ready. I know. I can't yeah. even do cool boards. Give me I a break, Monte Davis. Like way to make it about you, bro. Anyways, I tweeted the other day that I can't recall a time ever, at least in my life in the NHL where over like a 2 month period there's been so much movement with captains Eric Carlson traded uh Pacioretty traded um Zetterberg Zetterberg retires John Tavares leaves the Islanders in free agency if you go back even a little further McDonough was traded at the deadline and uh Henrik Sedin retired so there's so many captains in new places or just gone that I'm like I don't recall ever a time seeing this I think it's it's making it obvious that we're in a bit of a transition period in the NHL. But there's also a third of the teams in the league are going into this season with no captain. Yeah. So, like, does the C matter? Well, I mean, I think we were talking about this that, like, in hockey, that's it's, – it's a very traditional – thing to have the alternate captains and a captain and it's you're very proud when you get the C obviously it's like a huge honor but we were just talking about that there are captains in other leagues like in NFL and the NBA and in baseball but like we can't name them like you can Derek Jeter is the only one I'm like oh yeah he was captain of the Yankees but you don't really you might know who the captains are but you don't really pay attention to them it's not like a big topic of discussion in major league baseball or in the in the uh NFL like so to me, I, I'm torn because I still think it's important. I think it's important. Totally, I think it's important sure. in the dressing room. But but you have to, like, I like teams that wait to pick the right one, not to be like, oh, you might as well be captain. No, I agree. Like, when the Leafs named Dion Phaneuf captain, and I, like, love Dion. I think he's a great person. Mm-hmm. I think that that was, like, a rash decision. Yes. I feel like they just, like, the trade happened, and then if he played a few games, and they're like, oh, you're the C. Like, yeah. you're the captain. Um, but... I also know, like, people think, oh, it doesn't matter to the team. Like, who, like, there's a lot of talk about the Leafs and, you know, when they name a captain, who's it going to be, who should it be. And people, some people say, like, they don't care. It doesn't matter. And maybe it's not anything that's going to make or break the team, but I do think it matters to individuals. And obviously, like, I'm not an NHL player, but I still remember being in high school and not getting an A on my high school team in my senior year. And, like, mm-hmm. that hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, I feel like I deserve that A. And the reason I was given was, like, oh, well, I just have the Cs and the As mapped out so that, like, one of you's always on the ice, like, based on, like, our lines and stuff. Right. I was like, that is such a BS reason. Did you- like, no. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, well, you're on the same line as the captain, so, like, you know, I just thought it- like, I was like, this this is BS. And like, I loved my coach in high school, but I was just like, no, this is bull. Did you um, read Max Pacioretty? And not to put you on the spot, but Max Pacioretty's Player Tribune um, goodbye article? Of course. Or, okay, yeah. So remember his story about having a team dinner and then they all voted and then um, the man- management came to his house and said, you're going to be the captain. What a big honor it was for him. The NHL does take it very seriously where they it's look It's an around. honor. It is a very it big really honor. It really is. Especially for like an original six team. It's it's a bit, there's a lot of history there. There's yeah. a lot of tradition there. The NHL is a very traditional traditional league um and I th- I personally think that it's important I really do and think about how much at least the Toronto media has been talking about who's gonna have the next C like we've been talking about it for weeks who do you now. think should have it so I think John Tavares Tavares I nailed said that it right? okay yeah. good because I always say Tavares the Leafs, the Leafs put out a little thing this week that you, you pronounce it 
I think Tavares. John Tavares should get it only because he has more experience in the NHL. And I know you're going to say something, but hold on. In the <laughs> NHL, um, he's been to the playoffs. Yes, albeit for oh a very gosh, short period of time. Not the okay, but Jackie, but let's say you and I, let's say you meet someone in our, our industry that's two years in, but very talented, very good. Does he or she know as much as you about the ups and downs about the way this? the ebbs and flows of the industry about, you know, whatever, as you do. No, you have you're a- talking about the industry as a whole. When it comes to one team, you're talking about a, a guy, J2, who as skilled as he is and as respected as he is in the league, yeah. has literally no service time with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Being a captain is about leading the team. You're the glue of the team. You're the guy that people look to in you know, during losing streaks, during tough times, during what good times, like ha- the way the team is going to operate off the ice and on the ice. So you and think part it- of that is people skills and 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 managing the people around you and your teammates. And John Tavares does not know the players, the personnel on the Toronto Maple Leafs as well as Austin Matthews. But Austin does. hasn't been there for like six years. It's been a couple of seasons. He's been there longer than well, Tavares. Why? Why in the NHL then, especially around trade deadline, do teams making the playoffs try to get that veteran leadership? Let me ask because you something. Of how Let me ask you something. It is. Let me ask you something. Okay, go ahead. One player. Yes. On the Leafs, who would you say is the centerpiece of the Toronto Maple Leafs right now and moving forward? Who are they building the team around? I think, well, obviously Matthews, but I think John. There's your answer. No, but boom, it's over. But no, I don't think so because <laughs> now with John, he's getting just as much, if not more, attention. And and it's not about the attention, but it's also about you know his skill and his talent. And like I said, they bring the veteran leadership thing. The whole experience in the playoffs is not just a thing. It's a it's not like a saying. No, it's I, a I very dis- important thing. I don't disagree with you about veteran so why do you think austin why because he's the centerpiece of the team he's Mm -hmm. the guy that they're building around he's younger than Tavares, so hopefully for leafs fans he's going to be around a lot longer and even if they're both around for the next seven years austin matthews is going to have much more of an impact on that team on the ice leading by example than Tavares is because i'm sorry as talented as he is He's older. He will start to decline. His his impact on the team. He's only like 27, I think, or 28. Yeah. So in two years, three years, like that's past. That's you start to decline a little bit. Whereas Austin Matthews will be Austin Matthews. Here's the crazy thing: has not even hit his stride yet. Like he is not even technically in his prime. But my whole thing is like he already is in with the team. He's the centerpiece of the team. He's the guy that they're building around, and he's already proven that he can handle the pressure of playing in the Toronto market and as much experience as JT has that experience is with the Islanders which is a whole different ball game than with the Toronto Maple Leafs but all of that said yeah I think there's an argument to be made for for Morgan Riley to be captain I honestly I honestly believe that which we asked him about which yeah we asked him about so that's coming up a little bit in the show but can we just very quickly I know we're talking about this for a long time but the Leafs did give out their A's last week yeah. and Matthews didn't even get an A so this so is like a big you, thing okay but I have a theory about this okay. because people were like oh I guess he's not going to be captain I I actually think they didn't give him an A because they're going to give him the C. Not this year, mm-hmm. but I think by giving Tavares an A, giving Morgan Riley an A, um, and giving Patrick Marlowe an A, they're kind of taking the attention away from Matthews a little bit. So, like, he's not going to have to answer for any of the losses this year or when things go wrong. Like, he's not going to be the one the media is going to. The mm-hmm. media is going to be, okay, so now, like, he doesn't even have an A, so, like, that's not a conversation anymore. No, but they're still going to go to him. Are you no, kidding me? No, no, I'm talking about, like, in terms of leadership, mm-hmm. those are the players that actually, like, have to talk after the game. When things are tough, if Matthews has a bad game and doesn't want to talk, he doesn't have to now. Mm-hmm. So, like... 
by putting the attention on the three guys that got A's, mm-hmm. you're kind of basically ending the conversation about is Matthews going to be captain? Is he not? Everyone's like, oh, okay, well, these guys are looked at as the leaders on the team. Matthews mm-hmm. didn't get an A. It's like conversation over. Mm-hmm. So I think next summer, my mm-hmm. prediction, when they sign Austin Matthews to an extension will be the same time that they name him the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Book it. I think the, the Leafs are just doing it right anyway. I just think that don't decide now. I know it's a bit of a distraction. Everyone's asking about it, but hopefully it'll fizzle out once real games start. But just wait. See how yeah. Tavares handles it. See, see how Matthews hand, handles everything and then make your decision. So yeah. we're good with this. Can I talk about Eric Carlson first? second because yes. I've been following I mean we obviously follow him on social media but the the way the whole we knew he wanted out with the Sens we knew even last summer when there wasn't like a yeah, he had to go like he had to go especially with all the drama that was happening but how devastating if you're following an, an Eric Carlson you're a diehard Sens fan like his videos about and his posts about being excited to be with the Sharks are so obviously like his goodbye let's say to the Sens was like hey Sens fans thanks for everything anyway Sharks I'm so <laughs> excited it was so you know what though like, Holy crap, you know what, what they're like wouldn't you be like that? yeah but it was like, just like beyond like, obvious that he was like see ya and like doesn't give two you know what I will it. say you know what like all I you know when JT left the Islanders in free agency and Pacioretty gets traded and Carlson you know who was the captain for well who was with the Sens just for so long um leaves it brought me back to when I was younger and Matt Sundin was no longer a Toronto Maple Leaf and mm-hmm. like went to Vancouver and I was so I actually remember being that fan that was like I was angry at him but yeah. it was only because I loved him so much I yeah. was like Matt Sundin is like the best and then he was gone and I remember feeling all of the things that like Islanders fans feel about John Tavares yeah, like you oh you left for, us like yeah. we got nothing for you I remember feeling all that I'm older now so I'm just like you know you got to do what you got to do but at least it, brought Carlson. Me, it brought me back to that you know at least they got something they, for Carlson, I was gonna say so. at least with Carlson you Man, get the something. sharks sharks are gonna be uh, good I know I know it's been crazy but okay so I also want to talk too about there are like the Sens are a mess yeah obviously yeah as are the Habs kind of yes um but there's a couple Canadian teams that are aren't, aren't a mess. Considered serious contenders for the next few years: Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, we haven't seen a Canadian t- team win the Stanley Cup in decades. Mm-hmm. The Leafs haven't been. There hasn't been this much hype or expectation around the Leafs in a really long time. You could argue since the '90s, mm-hmm. which is insane. And obviously, both of us have covered hockey for our entire careers. You though covered the Leafs pretty closely at the beginning of your career mm-hmm. I'm just curious like the difference from your perspective like covering the Leafs when they were the 18 wheeler falling off a cliff like Brian Burke years yeah to what it's like now well okay so the t- most frustrating thing of my career is that I, I I covered them every single game didn't go on the road but every yeah, single Toronto game pre and post pre- morning skates for about eight years during their terrible stretch as soon as they got good I got pulled <laughs> off the beat so like actually it's so freaking annoying because I'm like now I can't go to practice as soon as there's genuine hype but I still go every once in a while it's just not a daily thing anymore but I can't even tell you how painful it was going into the dressing rooms uh when it was how terrifying was like Phil Kessel or like Brian Burke like yeah after like you know like five straight losses like I know that like 
Burke actually has a pretty good relationship with the media and stuff, but you know, he's a competitive guy. Like, yeah. were you intimidated sometimes? Like, Ugh. no, it was never terrifying. It was just kind of frustrating and annoying trying to find another angle because you're like, your season's done. You guys like really sucking. There's tension in the dressing room. It was just annoying having to come in. And I know that's the job, but asking Phil again, like, Hey Phil. So, you know, what happened again this time? Or and you Dion, know, he and hates like, it. You know, he yeah, hates they all it. Hate it. Yeah. They, they don't give you good answers. So that was the job. Do was you know? Do you notice now, like, when you do go cover the team and you're in the dressing room, is it, like, a totally different vibe? It's a different vibe, but we have to remember with the Lula Amarillo thing, he was really strict with media and who could and couldn't talk to the media. Like, he protected the rookies. They never – I don't know if you noticed this, but they never did a No, that was, like, a rule. A rule thing. So there was – there was a bit of like protection there so there was still a lot of rules it wasn't as like free-flowing but there's a different vibe a hundred percent there is yeah a and vibe. it's like I actually you know I was here for for one season of the Leafs being exciting but then you know I'm in New York now so I'm always like talking about the Leafs in New York where everyone's trying to like talk about the Rangers and the Devils and the Islanders and I'm like oh like let's what? talk about the Leafs but what is the um it's exciting but what, I have to watch from a distance what's the attention that Canadian teams good ones like the Jets and Leafs get in the states though um, it depends what you're watching. Like the show that I do, we cover whatever the biggest stories are. So we actually talked a lot about the Leafs and the Jets last year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's whatever the big story is. I can't say that it's like that at every network, but where I work, I think the we're Jets- just like hockey nuts. Like we just want to talk about whatever's the big topic. Who do you think has a better chance? So we a, be- a book. A there book. was a, there's a book out there that that. Um, pick the Leafs that has the Leafs as the favorite to win I would say Jets over Leafs I would too I I actually I actually would too like if they have the same type of season they had last year and like Hellebuck's amazing and it has another season like that I think the Jets for sure the thing about the Jets though is that they have a tougher path to the cup than Mm -hmm. the Leafs would Mm -hmm. in the in the postseason because essentially like they have to get past the predators mm-hmm. and then they still have two rounds to go mm-hmm. when you could argue last year like jets preds we were saying probably should have been, been the conference final yes, exactly but it's like when you have to like slug it out mm-hmm. against a team that good in the second round mm-hmm. and then you still have two more to go like that's tough that that's is. a tough break the leafs i depending you know where they finish like they actually have I, some people hate this type of talk, but they they would have an easier path. Well, the East is a little easier, and even with travel and, and stuff their division, like that, the Leafs' is, division is yeah. is easier. Yeah, I mean, but Connor Hellebuck has to be lights out again, and for the Leafs, they gotta Defense. not allow <laughs> yeah Freddie Anderson the Sorry. goals against to be so. But speaking of Leafs, we're gonna talk to or we did talk to Morgan Riley. Yes, week ago. first kickoff weekend, he was watching football, and he actually took some time out of his sked yeah to talk to us. Okay, and that's coming up next. Okay, our first ever guest on the show has called in, Morgan Riley. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I am very good. You are so polite. Welcome (laughs) to the Jack and Soph podcast. You are officially our first guest, so thank you, obviously, so much. But uh, no, we're so excited to have you on as our first guest. Actually, Jackie and I were kind of laughing about it as uh, how we asked you to be the guest on our podcast, Jackie. Yeah, it's just funny that we slid into your DMs with a video to actually make this podcast happen. Yeah, it was actually a very charming video. Were you not <laughs> at a baseball game? We were at AT&T, AT&T Park in San Francisco. Have you ever been because Top Flight, one of the best baseball parks in all of the MLB, and it was dope. Have you ever gone? I have been when I was younger because I live in Vancouver in the offseason. My uh, my dad, actually, being the the great parent that he is, took me and my brother down there for a game when I was maybe ten years old. We went to a 
baseball game. Then we drove and watched the Sharks play the Ducks. Um, so it was a pretty cool trip. And then one of my close friends went down there this year. But it's for sure a place I would like to go back to because, I mean, you're right, it's gorgeous. It's on the water. Great weather down there. It's a, it's, it's a top ballpark for sure to go to. And for the record, for the record, we recorded that video, obviously, between innings. Like, I mean, we were not doing that during yeah, play. Of course. Of course. That's what I thought. You were obviously watching the game, and there was a break in <laughs> play, and then you took the video, of course. You would never do that during the, the play. No, we are professional fans. We know the rules. We know the rules. I will say, I, I will say, which I like, I, I'm a Jersey guy, and you guys were suited up in Giants gear, which I support 100%. Because I don't watch a sporting event without wearing like a jersey of a certain team or whatever, and you guys were all suited up, which I which I respect. Thank you, because like, why walk around in plain clothing when you can walk around in plain clothing every day? You've got to be suited up. I think we even had hats exactly. on. I think we had hats on. San Francisco though, sneaky cold, like sneaky cold at night. I had to get a coffee. West Coast is cold. It's not. It's not. It's not like here. It's so humid here. Vancouver right now is like is is I think it's like hoodie weather. It's like it's it's starting to get chilly. It's September. I know, I know. The sun's out and it's hot. And then so we got hot coffees and not only two sips in fourteen dollars. By the way, I kick over Jackie's coffee. I had to go out and buy her another one. Like two sips in, it's on the floor. Who puts it on the floor yeah. though? Come on, Jackie. First of all, there's no cup holder soap, so don't even go there. Second of all, I remember my first coffee too. It's okay. She did replace it uh, with with. Yeah, with a beverage of a different kind. Anyways, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, get into the meat, the nitty gritty, because we don't have um, all the time in the world. Although Morgan, you're hilarious and awesome, I could definitely talk to you all day. But before we get into some serious stuff, I wanted to point out that some of the Leafs uh, have had some weddings this season. Which ones were you a part of, a guest of, and uh, give us uh, give us a rundown of how fun they were? Yeah, yeah, there were a few weddings, right? Uh, Connor Carrick got married and. Um I, w- I told him like a long time ago that I would be there because he lives in Chicago and I, I love Chicago. It's a great city. And I really wanted to go to a Cubs game. And they were playing at home that week. And I was really pumped to go. And I, and I had my flights booked, actually. But some, some issues came up and I had to pull shoot late. So oh. I told him and he was, not, he was not happy with me. So I didn't get to go, which was, which was not great. But I went to... Nas's wedding in Toronto, which was outstanding. I was here for a week. I was, I was at the practice rink because there's lots of guys that train there during the off season and kind of skate there. So I was out there with them and then went to the wedding on the weekend. And it, it was great. That was probably the highlight of the off season, to be honest with you. That was uh, late July. So we were all there, enjoyed it and everything. But um, last year, Jake got married and I was a part of that wedding. And that was really fun. But, um, I mean, Nas did a great job. Had a great wedding. It was um, really happy to be there. And, uh I think we all enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. I think we all did, though. Now, Morgan, are you one of these guys that puts a lot of thought into the suit, into the threads when you're going to a wedding? Because you've been to a few now, and some guys don't think about it, and other guys are very particular about what they're going to show up wearing at a wedding. I think it's important to look good. Um, <laughs> but not too good. I don't, put, I, don't, I don't put too much thought into it, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I like blue. I just wear blue, and then white shirt and a tie and then you're good to go and then you just go have fun also 
Also, uh, Morgan, I'm going to say you're sneaky funny that, uh, you know, you definitely um, answer questions with media uh, when they ask you, uh, you know, you're serious and you take it very seriously. But I know you also like to have fun. So how did you like, how were, did you have to do a speech? Did you, uh, you know, get out of the dance floor? No, no speeches. I I, I did not have to do a speech at at, at, uh, Nas's note, but I was a little bit nervous about Jake's. I thought that maybe I would would have a mic for a brief moment at Jake's wedding, but I didn't think, God, that's probably the right move. Um, Although I will say this is, this is kind of a, a a useless point, but Jake's younger brother was his best man. So he did the speech and he was incredible. His name is Max. And that was great. That was the highlight of the wedding for sure. Um, But at, but at Jake's, at Jake's bachelor party, we were down in Arizona and it's not, it's honestly not a big deal, but um, I got a hole in one on a par four. Oh, that is, what do you mean? That's not a big deal. That's amazing. Are you serious? So, so modest of you. You have yeah, the ball, yeah, right? It, it was, it was it, oh, oh, it's framed. Don't worry about it. I took care of that. Um, it was the first day of the bachelor party. We're in Scottsdale. So needless to say, it's an expensive weekend for me because kind of the, the, the unwritten rule, I think, right, is when you got a hole in one, you got to buy like a round for everyone at the bar. And it was a bachelor party, so it ended up being a little bit pricey, but it was worth it for sure. I got the ball and the flag of the hole, so I stole it, so don't tell them. But Was that your first ever hole-in-one? It's my first and only. Oh, my God. All right, well, hopefully the uh, hopefully the owners of the golf course aren't fans of Jack and Soph. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I thought we were getting a shout-out for Max, and then you made it all about you, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all good. I want to talk to you. Obviously, you know, we're just a few weeks away from things getting super serious. Obviously, you've been on the ice a few times. I saw that you skated with John Tavares uh, not too long ago. Obviously, he's the big off-season acquisition for you guys. Um, we, I mean, we don't need you to wax poetic about his talents I think all hockey fans are very well aware of them but what was that conversation like for you guys kind of off the ice hanging out I mean what what did you guys talk about um you know it, it was it was really easy he's a great guy and uh you know he's he's been in the league for a while now and he's he's created a reputation for himself of being a, a, a great teammate and a guy that works very hard and takes his job very seriously so we met uh in in July for the first time and he was about to get married, so it was really casual. We talked about that, and then we talked about where he's going after, and then he's obviously here now. I was at the room with him all week this week. So, um, I mean, obviously, he um, will be wearing a new jersey for the first time, and this is where he's from, so he's really he, – I mean, he's pumped to wear the blue and white, obviously. That's a cliche, but, um, you know, he's, he, he's, he's pumped. So, And he's not a bad player, so we're obviously very happy to have him. And um, so – you know, a guy that you can really approach and talk to um, genuinely was my first impression. And then, you know, being in, in the gym with him this week and obviously doing our fitness testing stuff like that, he's he he, he takes the job very seriously, which is um, which is great to see from a new teammate. So, you know, we're, I mean, we're very lucky to have him, so we're excited. You know what? I uh, I overheard or in the media that you answered a question about you know the storyline of the captain captaincy, and I know that you guys aren't paying that close attention to it as it is out of your yeah. hands, understandably. Um, but I just wanted to ask you: you've been with the team for five seasons now, had your best season last season, and uh, have seen the ups and the downs. And I just wanted to ask you what if felt like playing without a captain obviously you've worn the a for a while as the alternate as yeah. one of the alternates and uh if that is to be named this coming season the differences with playing with a captain and then without in your role amongst all that um you know what it, it really makes no difference to us 
we don't talk about it. It's not a thing that uh, I think changes people. I think that a, a, a true leader and like a genuine leader um, is, is just a good person with or without that seat. So I, I don't think it changes anyone. You know, whether it's Austin or John, I don't think it changes them. I think they're both great people and they're great players, obviously. Um, but, you know, and more importantly, if they have that see on their jersey, it's not going to change who they are. And, um, you know, this year, I think I, I think our, our GM came out and said that uh, we won't have one to start it, and that's not going to change anything. We're we're extremely happy with the, with the group we have. We have a great leadership uh, core, and, you know, with Austin and John, you know, they're going to be great leaders with or without that. So it's not really important to us. We don't really think about it or talk about it, to be honest. Obviously, Morgan, you know, when fans care about it, the media cares about it, and everyone's like, oh, Tavares or Matthews, like, who should it be? But I've seen a lot of people saying that it should be you. And this Captain, this, no, I'm serious. This Captain Morgan nickname of yours, and I don't know if the guys call you that, but your fans do. What do you make of the nickname Captain Morgan? Because I think it's it's hilarious. I think it's a sponsorship deal waiting to happen. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. I'm, I'm joking, of course. And all those, uh, all those tweets are obviously burner accounts that I've created. And it's actually <laughs> me tweeting. You have a lot of spare time on your hands then if you're doing that. <laughs> Creating no, the burner. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm obviously um, uh, joking. I think that there's lots of people out there that have their own opinions. And I think there's multiple people on the team that are all leaders and uh you know i think that we're pretty well taken care of in that area and that just adds to the um the excitement i think for for our year hey morgan uh, i wanted to ask you about your head coach mike babcock because i saw you told uh you told kristen shilton the other day by the way kristen shilton amazing reporter props to her um she's fantastic she's great um you told her you know that one of the things that you think is funny about Mike Babcock is that he actually enjoys having intense conversations and he gets a smile on his face when things get fiery. So I have to ask you if Mike Babcock were to give me and Soph advice on how to do well with this new podcast adventure that we're on, what do you think he would tell us? Wow. Good question. <laughs> um, I was, I was completely candid during the conversation because at the time that I was talking I was actually lost in Vancouver I was trying to get home and I was in a part of town I didn't know about so oh, no. anyway the, the the part um that he would tell you about your podcast um I don't know exactly what he would say but it would have a lot to do with with the work ethic and and uh, uh cliches like that but I think you guys are well taken care of I think you're both very good at what you do and I think it'll be fine well, we, we love having you on as our first guest. We don't want to keep you all day, but we're just going to wrap with a couple of uh, uh, funny things. And I wanted to start, sure. or Jackie wanted to start with something about emojis. Jackie, what was your question about emojis? Okay, so basically we're calling this, we're going to end every interview with 60 seconds of nonsense. So just absolute ridiculousness. So I just want to know, what is your number one most used emoji via text? Can I guess? Can media? I guess before he answers? I'm going to guess that actually the most received from Morgan is probably the heart in half, the broken heart, because he probably breaks a lot of hearts. I'm going to guess you get that one Whoa, a lot. No, Whoa, no. That would imply that my heart's broken. Our, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give that to a person that whose heart I'm breaking. That would imply <laughs> that mine Yeah, that's pretty mean, actually. <laughs> so if that doesn't even make sense. Anyways, Anyway, Mo. Morgan, forget it. I'll just be quiet. You, you answer anyway, Jackie's question. The one that I use the most is for sure the one that has the one eyeglass in his eye, and he's kind of like <gasps> doing this. Why? That, that one makes sure, no sense. For sure. 
What is no, it? What do you even use it for? When you're asking a question like, well, what are you up to? And then you put that guy on the end of it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that one in my life, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to jack that style. You have to. You have to. I'll, I'll text it to you after, and, and, and you'll know what I mean. All right. I like it. I like it. What, do you, what else do you have, Jackie? I have something at the end, but I want to finish with it. Okay. Um, do you and some of the Leafs have group chats? I already know the answer to that is probably yes, but which Toronto Maple Leaf has the best GIF or GIF game? GIF game for sure goes to Marner. Uh, he seems to be really um, not – I mean, I don't want to date myself and sound old, but he's, like, up to date with, like, the new like the new happening stuff. Like, he seems to be really, like, up to date with the GIF game. But we have multiple, uh, yeah, group chats, a lot to do with football, and then we have one to do with, like, golf. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's a debacle, to be honest with you. But Mitch certainly has the best GIF game. He seems to be really uh, – really up to date with that stuff that's a quote from a old morgan riley saying he's up with the happening stuff mitch marner 24 i'm up to date let's go (laughs) oh my god no uh i don't even want to get into fantasy football because that's a whole other conversation maybe we'll have you on midway through the football season see how your team is doing Uh, i don't have one jackie does but i wanted to ask you how long you spent on your instagram captions because morgan i'm not just saying this because you're calling in and i want to be nice but they are pretty fire they are funny and to the point and it seems like you just know how to hit it right do you spend a lot of time planning that that's a big compliment uh no i don't spend a lot of time my belief when it comes to that and twitter is that less is more just quick just like one sentence and you're done try to get out of there um so that's kind of my opinion on it but i will say on the topic of um not talking about fantasy football what I'm doing right now, I'm pacing around uh, real sports wearing a Todd Gurley jersey, so I'd like to get back to the football, if you guys don't mind. Oh, my God. Oh my let's God. let – Called out. Called out. Do you have Gurley on your team? Obviously, you must if you're wearing a yeah. jersey. Yeah. My team name is Tater Todd's, Todd Gurley. So oh, my God. We'll probably, take, we'll probably take it to the house this year. Thank you for being our guest, Morgan. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. You're better than me because you got Gurley and I took Le'Veon Bell with my first overall pick. Yeah. Oh, he's not playing, right? I know, but my draft was before. I thought he was going to report, but he didn't. Anyways, I got James Conner on the wire, okay? So let's we're going to be fine. Oh Yeah, okay. Good pick. <laughs> All right. Before we let you go, very quickly, smoother, crunchy peanut butter, and then we're going to say bye. Crunchy all day. What? Thank you, Mo. That's oh, it. Let's end oh, it right yeah. there. I'm going to let him go on the mic drop of that. That's my pick. Morgan, thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll definitely be chatting with you later in the rooms. Have fun watching Sunday football. Okay, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Okay, bye. I honestly can't believe you guys like crunchy peanut butter. I actually think that's psychotic. Why? It's delicious. It's not better it, than smooth. Yes, it adds texture, you no. Okay, so uh, that the one thing about the um, the interview that surprised me was that emoji thing with the eye, the eyeglass. I, don't I use was that not ever. expecting no, that to be the answer. I'm like, wow, I am way more basic than Morgan Riley. That's like, like a very special. Like he goes deep. That's for like sure. wow. Like you are like you got more layers than I thought. But I, mine is just the one that's like, uh, like the. I, I use that all the time. I think I use the uh, the teeth, the like awkward teeth thing. But you know what's funny about Morgan's is that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell used it. 
on Twitter yes. the other week, like last week. Didn't didn't Morgan actually like text you that after the interview? Like, yo, Bell used my emoji on he, Twitter. Yeah, he, well, he pointed it out. He's like, just so you know, for content, Bell used it. I've never like I don't know anyone who uses it except for I Morgan. Just, but I'm gonna try to bring it out. You know what? I I like that question because I think it tells you a lot about a person. And like, I have more respect for Morgan Riley now that I know that he uses that the he like uses investigative the- eyeglass emoji. You have more respect. I think he has a better personality the- because of that. Like, I'm like, oh, you're actually like you're pretty clever you're funny if that's the emoji that you choose you know what most people keep it basic oh like are you just figuring that out after like eight years all right i'm a total weirdo but let us know um those of you listening to the podcast jackie's weird well okay we don't need to go that far with the weirdness um let us know what emoji is your go-to yeah i'm curious or if you have any other questions comments. remember we had those emoji cards we should bring them back we should bring those back those they were, were good yes yeah we, we we love our emojis me and self but yeah any comments questions whatever you got um thanks for listening to the first episode, episode one. hit us up on twitter on instagram on facebook like wherever you can find us uh use the hashtag jack and soph and please if you enjoyed this podcast uh give us a five-star rating and a review if you didn't like it just turn off your computer i feel like an uber driver give me five stars (laughs) i love when they ask that as i'm leaving i'll give you five stars and you're like yeah okay ben yeah you were fine yeah i'm I'm always like i didn't even feel safe in your vehicle so no (laughs) what are you a bad uber wait i know we have to wrap but are you a bad uber rating person like, no, I no. Even if I have the worst experience, they're at least getting a four. Yeah, like I'm okay. the worst. I would be the easiest teacher ever if I was a teacher. It'd just be <laughs> like A, B. Yeah, a. I do five no matter what. Five, five, five. But if they're bad, I'll I'll let you know. I'll All right. give you a two. We're going way off track here, but thank you for listening. We appreciate it. This has been so much fun. Yeah. We're super excited about this podcast. So subscribe, rate, do all the stuff and hit us up on Twitter. We want to hear from you. Peace. Bye.